Welcome to the Pastor's Study. I'm Pastor Rocky Fritz coming to you from the First Baptist Church in Amboy, Illinois. I encourage you to follow along in your Bible with pen and notebook in hand as we study the scripture verse by verse and word by word. We are currently traveling the Romans road. Gather your things together and turn in your New Testament to Paul's epistle to the Romans. Romans 16 is a second closing of the book of Romans, almost written as a postscript to the rest of the book. In this chapter, we see about 35 specific names and personal greetings sent to Rome by the hand of the Apostle Paul. The word used repeatedly is salute, which means to give them a proper greeting. Now, some of these people are mentioned in other places in Scripture, but most of them are only mentioned here in this chapter. We begin in verse number one. I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church which is at Sancria, that ye receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a succorer of many, and of myself also. Paul mentions Phoebe as a servant of the church at Sancria. Sancria was a town outside the city of Corinth where the Apostle Paul wrote this letter from and most likely sent it to Rome at the hand of Phoebe, a faithful servant and helper of the Apostle Paul. It says in verse 2, she was a succorer of many, a minister, a helper, an assistant of many, and also of the Apostle Paul. In verse number three, we're introduced to a husband and wife duo. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. Now these two were mentioned often in the scriptures as they were originally residents of Rome. And Paul first met them in Corinth on his second missionary journey. In verse number four, we read of them. It says, for who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Now these two had been faithful companions as they ministered alongside the Apostle Paul for almost two years as we follow the outline given in the book of Acts. They also were fellow tent makers, as was the Apostle Paul, to help them raise the funds for their journeys and their preaching. In, in verse number five, we read, Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Salute my well-beloved Epaphanaeus, who is the firstfruits of Achaia, unto Christ. And he mentions here a church that is now being held in their home in Rome. And then he mentions Epaphanaeus, uh, the first convert in Achaia. And of course, we know nothing else of him but the mention here in verse number five. Verse number six, another person greet Mary who has bestowed much labor on us. And this particular person we know nothing of other than uh, that she was a faithful uh, servant of many and worked hard in the churches there. In verse number seven, salute Andronicus and Junia, my kinsmen and my fellow laborers who are of note among the apostles who also were in Christ before me. These two, he says, are my kinsmen or my fellow Jews. And not that they were related uh, by family ties, but they were Jews. 
and they are fellow prisoners, he mentions. Uh, somewhere along the line, they were incarcerated with Paul. Uh, and uh, Paul, of course, spent many times in jail behind bars for preaching the gospel. And they proved their faithfulness by standing by him. And uh, it says that they are of note among the apostles or the messengers, uh, those that are serving and preaching the gospel. And it says where they were in Christ before me. They were saved and serving before Paul was saved and serving. Now in verse number 18 and all the way down through verse number 15, we see a list of many people mentioned. In verse number 8, greet Amplius, my beloved in the Lord. Salute Urbane, our helper in Christ. Instichius, my beloved. Salute Apelles, approved in Christ. Salute them which are Aristobulus' household. Salute Herodian, my kinsman. Greet them that are of the household of Narcissus, which is in the Lord. Salute Tryphena and Tryphosa, who labor in the Lord. Salute the beloved Persis, which labor much in the Lord. Salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Salute Asyncricus, uh, Philogon, uh, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermes, and the brethren which are with them. Salute Philologus, and Julia, Nerus, and his sister Olympus, and all the saints which are with them. What an honor! to be named among Paul's dear friends and co-workers. Now again, a great majority of these people are not mentioned anywhere else in Scripture. It reminds me of the reality that a great majority of God's work is done by unknown faithful servants. They may be unknown to history, unknown to man, but they are certainly known to God and remembered and honored by God himself. Now in verse number 16, we read, Salute one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. A holy kiss there is a most sincere and the warmest of Christian greetings. It is nothing carnal or sensual that we would think of as a kiss today. Uh, but it was a part of the Eastern culture of Paul's day. Much like in our Western culture, we would think of a, a hug, kind of a shoulder hug type of a thing. Or of a two-handed handshake or placing a hand on the shoulder when you shake hands. It's a warm, friendly Christian greeting uh, between brothers in Christ. On verse number 17, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have heard, and avoid them. Now, Paul certainly had those who not only stood with him, but those that opposed him during his earthly ministry and caused much trouble and much heartache to himself and to the churches that he established and ministered to. Now, this is a universal reality of Christianity. There will always be faithful co-workers, and there will always be opposition to the work of God. A Christian servant must learn to have a tough hide and yet also to keep a tender heart. 
He says in verse number 17 of these that would oppose him to mark them, to observe and recognize or be on guard against them is what the word mark means. This particular word does not have with it the idea of pointing them out or exposing or shaming uh, these certain troublemakers. He says, just, just be on guard for them. Be watching for them. These are they which cause divisions. Their desire is to divide people up and then make others choose a side, usually over some petty difference or personal preference as was the experience of the Apostle Paul and still is the experience of anyone who serves the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only do they cause divisions, but also offenses. Uh, the word offend means to grieve to the point of quitting. They cause others or even cause themselves to be grieved to the point of quitting, to say it's not worth it to fight uh, the good fight of faith. And they cause many to fall by the wayside, and even themselves fall by the wayside. And these divisions and offenses are contrary to the doctrine ye have heard, the Apostle Paul says. We need to remember that the gospel is first and foremost centered on restoring sinners to a right relationship with God. And a right relationship with God creates a right fellowship among believers. And Paul says the best thing to do with these people is simply to avoid them. It's best to just walk away and leave them beating the air, shadow boxing. Just let them fight amongst themselves. Now the reality is our pride causes us to get involved and oftentimes seek to retaliate against such people. But that only escalates the problem and hurts the cause of Christ more than it helps. Proverbs 15 reminds us that a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. It's best just to avoid them, just to walk away. Now, there are times when a shepherd or a pastor needs to step up and protect the sheep from the wolf, that sheep do not fight each other nor do they defend themselves. Rather, it's their nature to flee and avoid the wolves. Now, in verse number 18, we're reminded of these divisive troublemakers, that they that are such serve not the Lord Christ, but their own belly. And by good works and fair speeches, they deceive the hearts of the simple. Those that divide are only serving themselves. And the ones that follow them and those that fall and stumble in the way are the ones that are the simple and the gullible believers. God help us to be strong, faithful Christians serving the Lord together, united as one in Christ. I close today by asking you life's most important question. Have you personally received the gospel, the good news as presented to us in the book of Romans? This book describes in detail God's one and only way of salvation and sanctification. When God works in our lives, he begins a work of transformation. This transformation begins at the moment of salvation and will not be complete until we are living forever in his presence. 
There's no hope of eternal life in heaven without knowing Jesus Christ. So likewise, there's no life that compares to living daily in the presence of Jesus today. If you have any questions, concerns, or needs, please contact us at fbcamboy.org. I look forward to the next leg of our journey as we travel the Romans Road.